Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. And once again, we are live from the ASCII Success Summit here in Miami, Florida. Close enough for me to drive, but too far for me to go home at night. So uh, I will be here for two straight days. And I am broadcasting from the Metropolitan Grand Ballroom. And I have with me a new friend, I think. Al Arper with CyberGuard 360. Al, how are you? I'm terrific. How about yourself? I am good. You're looking good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I work on this TAN 364. (laughs) (laughs) So, Al, uh, just to, you know, be open and transparent with my audience, we just met, and I had to let you know ahead of time that I had just signed up for your service, but I've not onboarded yet. Okay. (laughs) So... Just real quick, uh, we'll give everybody a quick overview of what CyberGuard 360 is, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for being a partner. We take our partner relationships very seriously. One of the things you'll find out about, about our company and my team is that we want, to, we want to hear from you, not just how great we're doing, which we believe we do a great job, but if we fall down, if we go sideways, if we, if we hiccup, I want to know about it. Uh, my team takes that information seriously. I would say that some... Greater than 50% of the features and enhancements of the platform over the last two years have come directly from partner feedback. Uh, so we take it very seriously. So thank you again, and we look forward to a, a very long um, and, and prosperous and profitable for both of us well, I relationship. Hope so. I hope so. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, again, we are live from ASCII, so every now and then you're going to hear a little ruckus coming down the hall as uh, if there were radio stations here like the Super Bowl, this will be Radio Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a little bit more on the on CyberGuard, because you did ask me that, and I went into a, a sort of an extended um, okay. bit of gratitude there. So we are, I like to say that we're the client-facing side of the cybersecurity and compliance stack. We provide MSPs like yourselves with the tools to deliver a suite of security solutions that you leverage for your clients to make them safer, more secure, and more compliant. Whether that compliance is relative to some regulation they're under, like CMMC or HIPAA or DFAR, or that that regulation is a company requirement of their team and employees, like an acceptable use policy. So our, like our platforms, we have a lot of our MSP clients who upload their HR documents and, and policies into the platform so they can monitor who attests to them. It actually becomes part of their onboarding process. Right. So, so that has been a big thing. And I'll say this for my clients. So you know, I do have uh, a couple of HIPAA clients. So we've been dealing with them. Uh, I have some law firms that are clients. But I have even other clients that are now all of a sudden getting their applications for renewal of their cyber insurance and they've got a lot more questions to answer this year than they did before and so now they're having to do things like phishing tests with reports you know i know that a lot of times people can do free phishing reports but then you don't get any results exactly stuff like that so that was one reason why i looked at you guys because you offer that as well as other cyber security education um, that we can do so that's that's a big thing that's happening. Oh, so the interesting thing, and, and it's 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 sometimes I'm I always believe that like business is on the forefront of, but insurance is not. Like, an insurance is a weird 
animal because, the, first of all, their entire model, model is looking through a rearview window. Right. Right? They, they look at what happened yesterday to decide on what to expect tomorrow. I'm not saying yesterday doesn't inform that, but you can't always be looking through your rearview mirror. You have to be looking through the windshield um, at what's in front of you. So I was a little curious. I'll just put it that way. I'm being polite. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn, so I'll be, I'll be as polite as I can. Um, I was curious as to what took them so long to add these questions about security to not just their policies overall and part of their deck page or declarations page, but also just their application process. I mean, if, if, if they if they didn't have the visibility into how a company was securing itself, how could you possibly underwrite it? Yeah, but I think a lot of it, and this is just me, you know, talking about talking out my black afro, that, you know, they saw a few years ago an opportunity that this ransomware thing was popping up. And they're like, oh, well, we can insure people against ransomware. But then all of a sudden, they had to start paying out, and it was like, ooh, that's a lot more than we thought. Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely the case. I mean, you know, again, they, they're, they, they always look through their rearview right. mirror. But I, their, their ultimate goal, so the way an insurance company makes money, I'm sure that everybody knows this, but I'll just say it so we're having the same discussion. The way an insurance company makes money, they collect premium, and to the extent they never have to pay out, they right. make the most amount of margin in their business, okay? So you went, as ransomware attacks began to seriously scale. I mean, it, it was on steroids at yep. one point. And it's still on steroids. I don't mean that it's, it's waned by any measure. But that's when they should have been doing this. Right. Not, not two or three years after the fact when they've got trillions in losses that they have to basically cover. And now they're boxing out entire industries from getting cyber liability insurance depending yeah. on where they sit in the supply chain. Um, you know, for better or worse, I know this intimately. Or you don't know this yet, but you're one. Of, you'll be one of our first partners to find this out. And anybody other partner that listens to this, we are releasing a. We, we've stood up a cyber. A, we've stood up CyberGuard Insurance Agency. Okay. We are going to be offering cyber liability insurance and coverages, not just the MSPs, but enabling the MSPs to offer it to their clients as well. We're doing that not because we want to be in the insurance space. We're a cybersecurity company, but because understanding the lost data that having an insurance company gives us access to gives us better visibility into providing even better tools than we provide to I don't look in the rearview mirror I look through the front I look through the front windshield okay and that's what we're doing with CyberGuard insurance so and I don't, you'll, you'll I see don't know that. if this taints the question I was going to ask you because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had even seen any of the applications that uh, the the regular small to medium business is getting, and the vendors quote unquote that they're saying, are you using this as part of your security stack? Um, so, <laughs> so the answer is yes, obviously. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because that's part of our application okay. uh, process as well, and that's and that has to do with. So, if you think about the way the insurance is is meted out uh, worldwide, frankly, at the very top you've got the carriers. Those right. that, that basically are where the capital is if they ever have to pay out. They're dictating it to everybody down, downstream. And so everybody, including us and every other insurance agency or MGAs or the middlemen is who they are for, for all intents and purposes, have to have these questions in place. 
Are your employees trained? Have you done a penetration test? Are you doing regular vulnerability assessments and vulnerability management? Do you have acceptable use? I can give you the litany of questions yep, if yep. you like, but you know these are all the things that insurance companies want to know. And in fact, and, and any listener out there, the first thing you should do when, you, when this podcast is over is go and pull out your cyber liability policy and look at the deck page. It's, called, it's short for declarations page. Okay. The declarations page says what they won't cover you if it happens. It's basically all the things that if you don't do or if you do that you shouldn't do, you will not be covered. Right. And then it's your problem, not theirs. And so look at that. That's the driver, which is why they've added it to the app now. If you say you're doing employee training, which is, a, which is a requirement of every insurance policy now that I've ever seen, including our own, yep. you have to prove, God forbid, that you're breached. You have to prove your employees took training. I mean, one of the benefits of our platform is we have full audit trails. And we, we did that because we believe that transparency is the only way to solve for the cyber risk right. that's out there. And the insurance just picks that up. So here's the question that I've been trying to ask and I've gotten partial answers for. We as MSPs, the tech providers, you know, for our clients, it seems as though the, the, the blame for problems when they arise is now being shifted to us, where the small business owner can say, oh, well, I didn't know about that. My IT guy was taking care of it. And now they're like, okay, who's your IT guy? And we're going to go after them because if they said they were doing it, then they should have been doing it. Half the time, we don't know that we're supposed to be doing it for them. So you have to very – so I, first of all, I com completely agree with you, especially those that are – if they have insurance and something happens to them, the first thing the insurance company's attorneys – are going to not the, not your clients' attorneys. The insurance company attorneys are going to say, "Let me see the contract you have with your IT company," right. and they're going to look into that contract and see what do you say that you do, and then they're going to go to you and say, "Show me you're doing it." Now, that your contract is your best defense. It's also your best offense. Clearly, spell out what you're doing for them. And when you onboard a new client, I can tell you that, that this, is, this is what you should be doing. When you onboard a new client, go over the T's and C's of your agreement. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. You need to do this right. because I will, I will do this, but if you haven't done that, you may bastardize what I'm doing here, and I right. won't have any visibility into that because it's a business process of yours, and I have no control over it. So just make sure you're clear on that. And it, and it helps to, to fill the gaps, I guess, is the big thing. Of, 100%. Uh, of the client thinking, oh, well, you're doing it, and us thinking, well, no, we're not, so you're doing it. Yeah. So very interesting. Uh, we're going to have to get you back on for a, a much deeper discussion because <laughs> these are the things that need to be had. So let me go ahead and ask the question of uh, how are you like in Miami? Um, it's hot. <laughs> so I'm a, uh, I'm a nor'easter myself, right? Yeah. So I, I, born and bred in Brooklyn. Um, I love four seasons. And when it gets above 80. We have four seasons here. Yeah. Hot, hotter, <laughs> hottest, hell. <laughs> the, uh, um, I, I, if it gets above 85, you know, three things, one of three things are going to happen. Um, I'm either going to be in the water, in the air conditioner, or naked heading to one of them. 
Nobody wants to see the third one, so I should never be above 85 degrees. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. This is one of the nicest hotels in Miami. So there's a nice pool up on the, uh, I think it's the 38th floor. We're blocked from the beach. That's true. So uh, did you bring your trunks? I did not. Because <laughs> that would mean walking in the heat to get to the beach. <laughs> or, or as my good friend Stan Lusant says, Walking across the white, hot sand. Yes. You need, you need flips more than you need trunks. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, Al, I want to thank you for giving me some time here, and I'll let you get back to the conference. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Al Arper, CyberGod360, and uh, we're going to try to get them back on a, a full episode and dive more into this uh, cybersecurity realm that we all need to be a bigger part of. Here, here. All right, Al. Thanks a lot. Thanks, and, everybody. Uh, we'll see you all later. Till then. Holla.